Thanksgiving has come and gone. It's Black Friday, and we're staring down the month of December. What does that mean for a fisherman? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Fishful Thinker, the podcast. I'm Chad Lachance, and you're listening to Fishful Thinker, the podcast. All things fishful, all the time. Hey guys, Chad Lachance here. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Fishful Thinker, the podcast on the holiday edition. I'm actually recording this the day before Thanksgiving, but if you're listening, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday to you. And man, oh man, I hope you're not out in retail stores. Visit the fine folks at sportsmans.com and get whatever you need for the outdoorsman on your list. Whether it be hunting, fishing, camping, outdoor cooking, shoes, whatever, they've got you covered. And of course, if you are going to get out and about and shop, visit them at one of 140 plus stores nationwide. Guys, as a professional fisherman, this is my slowest time of year and it's, uh, it's actually a blessing. I'm going to have a relatively lighthearted podcast today, guys. Uh, because to be honest with you, I don't have a tremendous amount of fishing going on. And that's good because even if you just do it for fun, much less do it for a living, it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes a break can step aside and, and give you some uh, study, let's say, or reflection on how your season went and maybe what your goals might be for next year. And I realize it's early in the year for that. I won't get too crazy about that planning and stuff until next year. But what I do a lot of for this at this time of year is look back on, on how our filming went. And the reason being is we're, we do a lot of production right now. So all the contracts are in place in terms of airtime. So we'll air on both Altitude Sports and Entertainment and World Fishing Network again next year. That will be our, what, 16th season on, uh, or 16th year on, on the networks on Altitude Sports. And I think our 12th year on World Fishing Network. So we've been at it for a while at this point. And this time of year, we're, we're hot and heavy into post-production. So rather than being out and filming, we're doing a lot of editing. All the stuff that we filmed starting back after the first of the year uh, all the way up until fall was now gets produced, meaning lots of time in the editing bay and getting all that stuff knocked out, getting uh, you know all the, the nuts and bolts of producing a television show, everything from all the bumpers you see coming in and out of commercials to product taglines to you name it. All of that has to be recorded and edited together and put out there. And of course, we still do a fair bit of angling, um, but most of it this time of year is for fun. And I'll be trying to time specific bites. I'm not out necessarily filming these bites. I'm not out necessarily with any paying customers or anything like that. It's just dear old Chad and, and maybe a buddy, maybe maybe Dano or cameraman Tim or somebody like that, and we'll get out and do a little bit of fishing and uh, and just for fun. And to that end, I've been doing some. I've uh, been targeting trout mostly because it's the time of year for that. And uh, the, the fishing gets really good. I just caught a really big brown trout the other day. Oh, I guess not quite a week ago now. Uh, something pushing eight pounds. And it was a big old hand, seven, seven to eight pounds. And ate a power switch jig. So fun catch. But that's the kind of stuff I'm doing these days. 
Also, I'm out doing a fair bit of hunting these days. So, for instance, December 1, I'll start uh, hunting for a doe. I had an unsuccessful buck hunt this year, and that's the first time in a very, very, very long time I haven't filled my buck tag. I think we did the math. I think 2011 was the last time I didn't fill a buck tag, and before that, it was 2004. So, I've been very fortunate in hunting deer and uh, and filled my buck tags. This year, I had my opportunities for some uh, less than mature bucks, but just not really what I was looking for, and uh, and so I let those guys walk. So I have a doe tag. I'll try to fill that, and an antelope tag, which I've already filled, and that'll fill my freezer up for, uh, for the year. So I'll do a fair bit of hunting. I also like to do some rabbit hunting. Um, and they're delicious. One of my favorite game meats to eat is rabbit. So we'll uh, make a couple of trips out, try to shoot some rabbits and uh, potentially some waterfowl or pheasants as well. So I stay a little bit busy with that. But also, and more relevant to what you guys may be thinking, a lot of what I do this time of year is start planning for next year. And when I say planning for next year, keep in mind I do a lot of different things. So it could be anything from product testing stuff that I'm that I'm getting set up. For instance, I just got some new reels, which I can't tell you anything about, but I need to get some time on those reels with spe- doing specific things uh, to make sure that those reels are, are not what they uh, are supposed to be. Same thing with some lures I've got. So I'll be doing some of that over the next month and just product testing stuff. Another thing I'll be doing a lot of uh, over the next month is getting ready for consumer show season. And consumer show season is generally starts right after the first of the year. And it will be the International Sportsman's Expos, the boat shows, the hunt expos, the you know all the different uh, expositions and boat shows and things that are out there that us outdoorsmen will all congregate to to work. I'll be doing presentations at the International Sportsman's Expo in Denver. I think I'm doing a half dozen presentations or maybe four presentations each of two days, something like that. So I have to get those written out. Um, get all the PowerPoints put together, whatever I'm going to talk about there all needs to get dialed in so that by the time uh, by the time January 1st rolls around, I've got it all figured out and ready to go. Other stuff has to be done for me, uh, a lot of sponsor relations stuff. In, in the case of Sports and Warehouse, it comes down to making sure that the content that I'm planning on filming is with um, congruent with the product mix that they're going to carry. That's an important thing. Same thing with with like Berkeley. I worked with Berkeley. I've worked with Berkeley since 2006. Uh, Sportsman since 2004. And since 2006, Berkeley will all come to me. This is what we're doing for this coming year. These are the, the products we're most concerned about promoting, things like that. And I will try to work them into my content in the event that my content is relevant to that product. So for instance, you won't see me doing a lot of say catfish baits because I don't do any catfishing but I will be dealing with their bass baits or walleye baits for sure their saltwater baits uh, things like that so that is another thing that we get spend a lot of time planning on this time of year uh, and getting all that uh, in line so that the companies we work with are are you know uh, we can provide value to them and vice versa and that's very important I get lots and lots of questions about how to get um, sponsors or, or partners, whatever you want to call them. I don't like the term sponsor because it implies a one-way street. Um, I'm a big fan of promotional partners because that's really what we do. Is I try to educate people about what our partners do and and what they're good at and uh, what's available and how they're best to be used. 
and then you make decisions from there. But it's for sure a symbiotic relationship uh, with between us and our partners. And so this time of year, the other thing I end up dealing with is a lot of emails about stuff like that. For whatever reason, this seems to be the time of year that everybody thinks that I should be answering those emails. And so I'm happy to do that uh, as well as gift idea emails. Uh, I will tell you this, if you're interested in gift idea stuff, you can review our, our previous podcast to this one. I put a bunch of ideas out there um, that were based on me working at Sportsman's Warehouse, which I did for five years. You get the same questions over and over and over again from lots of people in, uh, that come in there that are, are curious about gifting uh, ideas. And so I put those in a podcast already. You can check that out. That's in last week's podcast if you're so inclined. But if you have specific questions, for sure, shoot me those at chat at fishfulthinker.com. Uh, another thing that we spend a fair bit of time of doing at this time of year is um, tackle cleanup and prep. And that's a big one because it takes a while. So I will invariably move out of my boat. Typically, I'll sell my boat at the end of every year. Uh, so I've got to move out of the boat. So all those rods and reels and all that tackle and everything else that's in the boat will come into the shop and, uh, and I'll start the annual processes of reviewing it. In the case of discontinued tackle, uh, meaning discontinued by the manufacturer, some of that will be taken out of rotation because it makes no sense for me to put it on TV or social media or anything else if you can't go buy it. So I won't talk about discontinued baits. It doesn't matter how good that bait is if you guys can't go get it. Same reason we don't fish private water. Uh, because I put private water on TV, but you guys can't go fish there. So that becomes more of a look at me, look at me. I've got this private water thing, and that's not my gig. That's why we don't film on private water. I want you to be able to go do exactly the same things we do. So that also means using the same tackle we use and, and having the ability to go get it. And so I will take stuff out of rotation so that it no longer... Um, uh, you know, shows up in our content. That's an important thing. And just for the record, it, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but I fish everything from, you know, crappies and bluegills to snook and redfish and everything in between, uh, bass and walleyes and trout and, you know, green sunfish and everything, you name it. So there's a lot of tackle in my uh, arsenal of tackle out there. There's something like 100 fishing rods and reels. Well, you've got to go through each of those. They have to be maintained. They have to be checked for condition. And again, the stuff that's discontinued will be pulled out. Um, and along those same lines, anything new, I'll get started ordering in. Anything that was introduced at ICAST last year in July, typically that stuff is not going to ship to anybody unless you're on a test team or something like that. It doesn't matter if you're affiliated with a company or not. They flat don't have it to ship till September, October, November. So my orders that I will start putting in to get the stuff that we're supposed to have in our content for next year will be a thing that I do right now. And that involves a fair bit of conjecture because we don't know what bites we're going to run into. So I have to look at lures and baits and rods and all those things as best case or best guess scenarios as to, hey, I, we'll probably run into this somewhere. We'll probably run into that somewhere. Uh, and so the more I can plan for next year, the better off I can be all the way around. And that's, that's something that ensures that when we decide on a whim that we're going to get in the truck and drive to, you know, eastern Kansas to film on a lake I've never seen, that I have a good cross-section of what I might need 
to make that happen. So that's a, a big deal for me as well. So along those same lines, we'll start planning all of the trips for next year, the places we want to go. And that's the fun part of what I do for a living. And I've said before that you, that you have anticipation, preparation, participation, and reflection. Those are the four parts of a adventure of any sort, hunting or fishing. Well, in the planning stages right now is when I start getting that anticipation, starts getting serious. Like we start thinking about where are we going to go? And this part is advice to you guys. I recommend... <clears throat> Excuse me, I recommend that you live almost um, trip to trip, so to speak, and it keeps me sane. I don't know about you guys, but day-to-day life gets to everybody. It gets to me. It doesn't matter if you're a professional fisherman or a, a bookkeeper or whatever you happen to do. There's stress that goes involved with doing it for a living, and the fun part for me is the planning of where we're going. Even though I'm going to do those for work, it's still a fun gig, and the planning process of it it builds a tremendous amount of anticipation. Uh, and then for, that's even further when I go, okay, well, we're going to go to, say, the Florida Keys to film with the Spanish Fly, Jose Hueve Spanish Fly Memorial Foundation, which we're hoping to do this year. Well, first of all, the anticipation of just going to the Keys to fish is huge, and then that gets amplified when I start gathering the tackle I'll probably need for that. So that's a really fun gig, and I recommend you guys do that as well, is get at least a trip or two on the books, and they don't have to be far. You don't have to be talking about going all the way to the Florida Keys. It could be talking about going you know, to a, a known lake that you go to all the time that you happen to like, but you have some solid dates on the books. It gives you something to look forward to, something to plan for, and that anticipation adds to the value of the trip. So as much as I love a last-minute whim trip, and we do a ton of those, it's more my favorite to know for well in advance that we're going someplace, and I can start kind of chewing on that, so to speak, and get myself excited about getting ready to go do that. And that's something that we do a lot of this time of year. So I'll throw this out there as a challenge to you guys. Uh, First of all, my email is chat at fishfulthinker.com. And if you have ideas of where or what you would like to see us film, we're all ears because we've been doing this a long time. And when you film, depending on the year, somewhere between 13 and 26 TV shows a year, and then you do that for 15 years straight, well, you, you start going through a lot of concepts and a lot of ideas. And so it can be really good to get some fresh eyes. What would you guys like to hear or see? In a lot of cases, and this is totally understandable, you guys aren't aware that I've already filmed a lot of stuff. And so I'll get, you know, people saying, oh, well, go do such and such. And I say, well, we did that in season four, we did that in season nine, and we did that in season 11. Well, now we're on season 28, and uh, we're producing season 28 right now. We'll be filming for season 29 this coming year. So... Um, some of the stuff we will have already done, some of it warrants being refreshed, and some of the stuff's brand new, and I love the idea of it, and we'll jump in the truck and go, and that's kind of what we do. So uh, would love to hear from you guys if you got something specific. It could be a fish you want to know more about. It could be a body of water you want to know more about, or it could be a technique you want to know more about. Any of that is fine. I can tell you that a couple of things that are on our radar Um, which didn't work quite as well as I wanted to this year, mostly because we had very unstable weather year. But uh, I want to do some more bank fishing shows. I feel like there aren't enough bank fishing shows out there. I know that more of you don't have boats than do have boats. And 
uh, I think we need to do more bank fishing. I, I think we'll film at least a couple of bank fishing shows this year specific to maybe reservoir and then a pond one and maybe even a river one as well. Uh, I think that would be a good thing. Another thing that we probably should do, and we've done a few of over the years, uh, is some sort of paddlecraft show. So whether it be a kayak, a paddleboard, a canoe, something like that, uh, we've done paddleboard shows, but we've never done a kayak show. So we probably ought to do something like that. And again, because I know a high percentage of you do it. And for the record, both bank fishing and paddle fishing are something that I do a lot of. It's just not something we filmed a bunch of. So I happen to be lucky and I live lakefront. So I can walk out here and fish anytime I want. And um, so I get a fair fair bit. I leave rods rigged all the time in the shop so that I can just grab one and walk down and fish whenever, uh, whenever either the conditions are right or the mood strikes me. Maybe I'm in a horrible mood. I'll walk down there and fish. Maybe I'm in a great mood. I'll walk down there and fish. Maybe I just got a phone call that made my guts sink. I'll go down there and fish. Whatever it is, good, bad, or ugly, I can always make it better by going down there and fishing for a little bit. And on the ambitious days, I'll drag a kayak down there or a canoe down there or a paddleboard, and uh, and I'll jump on that and fish as well. And I'm going to recommend, if you're a bank angler, that you consider um, a paddlecraft of some sort to fish. And it's all the rage. I get it. Uh, I'm not saying you need to go buy a $10,000 kayak setup, which I've seen a whole lot of these days. I'm talking about maybe getting on a paddleboard with one fishing rod and, and going fishing because getting off the bank makes all the difference in the world. I love that aspect of it. And, uh, and I think you would as well. So that's something you might put on your list for this coming season. Another thing I would love to see you put on your list, guys, is um, introducing somebody else to the sport. And I don't think that I personally did as good a job of that this year as I have historically done. Um, it's definitely something I want to get back to. And I need to get back into a little bit more mentoring. Uh, and that's, again, things that are extremely rewarding to the angler involved and simple things to do and that somebody else down line will feel really good about uh, the fact that you took time out of your own angling to help them. And I, I'm going to recommend that you do that. Uh, and I'm going to focus on that a whole bunch uh, this year as well to get back into some of that. I've done everything from coaching the junior Bassmasters in high school Bassmasters uh, all the way to working with Boys and Girls Club and Fort Collins Partners and working with them and just buddies, kids, neighbors, you know, whatever. Just get people involved in fishing. I don't have kids of my own, so I take other people's out there. Uh, that will be a major goal of me for this coming year as well. So uh, I think that's important. Last thing real quick, um, and I'm going to make this one short. Over the holiday season, guys, be sure to share your love of the outdoors with the people around you. And by that, I mean if you have some fish or game in your freezer, maybe share it. If you've got some tackle uh, that you're maybe not using, maybe share it. Uh, maybe consider offering uh, some of your time to somebody around the holidays as a gift that you will take them fishing in the coming year. I think that can be great as well. Uh, but most importantly, sharing your passion is a really huge thing. And the month of December is all about giving, right? That's what they say. And so nothing better than giving your passion. So with that, guys, I'm going to cut this podcast a little bit short. It is Black Friday, as I said, although I am recording this on Wednesday, but it's a beautiful day and the trout are rising out in the 
the bay, and uh, and I'm going to check out and go down there and see if I can pester a few of them. So I do want to say this, guys. I am extremely grateful for all of you that have listened to this podcast, follow our social media, watch us on television, subscribe to our YouTube channel, any of those things. They are huge, and I appreciate it very much. Fishful Thinkers, a labor of love. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme we're running by any stretch. And we're very, very lucky that the companies we've worked with, we worked with from the get-go. And that's everybody from Sportsman's Warehouse who, who partnered with us on this podcast and the television show and everything else we do, all the way to Berkeley and Abu Garcia and Costa Sunglasses and Peterson Toyota and Bullhide 4x4 and A&A Toppers and Crowley Marine in Denver, uh, Lawrence Electronics, all the different companies that help us do what we do so that we can bring you positive content from public lakes featuring techniques that you can do uh, is is something that uh, I never would imagine we'd be able to do for for a couple of decades, but here we are, and uh, and we're looking forward to another year of it. So thank you guys so much. Please, if you have not already, subscribe to our social media at Fishful Thinker, also our YouTube channel at Fishful Thinker. Um, Definitely, we hope you'll check in and see what we're up to on Altitude Sports and and Entertainment. So, happy bladed Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever is appropriate for you going forward. And thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Fishful Thinker, the podcast. Mm